Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Doran grabs your chest and pulls you back. Yeah, I was joking, too. I got it. No, I, I wasn't complaining. A moment of peace for the lost ones. It's all right. It's no worse than the berries. Oh, I didn't <sighs> even look up. Doors don't go out around Doran. Why haven't you responded? Whatever. Fine. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to. I'm done with this relationship. I'm, like, almost out of gas, but I've got just enough time. It's tough losing somebody you know. Well, don't give me too much credit. 
All okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Dice Shame. This is episode 88, A New Leaf. This week's MVP is Jason Burroughs, who's been selflessly promoting us on Twitter. Every time you tell someone to listen to Dice Shame, Red eats another piece of rabbit jerky. Hum, hum, hum. Sigil Entertainment is an art production studio that works with some of the top brands in the tabletop gaming world, and they're launching a superhero-themed D&D 5e companion Kickstarter at the end of June. To celebrate this high-octane mutant, we will be collaborating with Sigil Entertainment to bring you a brand new live-streamed actual play series. Harlan's going to take the DM seat, I'm going to be playing a hero named Bloom, and we'll be joined by our friends Ahmed, Erica, and Gary to round out the team. We'll be going live on Monday, June 28th at 8 p.m., so check us out on Sigil Entertainment's Twitch and YouTube channels. It's gonna be fun. All right, ready to get down to business? Let's do it. So, um, I found something interesting in the house the other day. Uh, it's not mine. I bought it from Justin. It is, he, he looked Henry at board. had hidden... All components of his beloved Batman outfit oh, underneath no. his bed yep. and carefully draped a blanket on top of it so that we wouldn't find it because I think he wanted to make sure that he knew where it was at all times, maybe? No, I think he just wanted to keep it out. you got to be prepared. you got to have your secret costume in your secret base. It's in his bat cave. It was underneath the bed, yeah. just with a little blanket on top of it. I mean, I saw him do it. The funniest part, though, is he had a little pair of undies under there, too. In so case. It was, it was like a full, it was like a <laughs> Top full to outfit. bottom. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't just like, suit goes on what I'm wearing. He got, like, down to socks. Mm-hmm. Listen, <laughs> you never leave the house with dirty underwear. You don't know. If you get hit by a bus, who's going to find you? You don't know, right? That's it, right. So if you if you get dressed as Batman, you got to put on clean undies. Although, I, I did ask him if they were clean, and the answer was questionable. Oh, he no. kind of <laughs> hemmed and hawed about I said, it. did you use those? He's like, yeah. I'm like, but are they dirty? He's like, no. I was like, but were you wearing them? He's like, I wear underwear all the time. I was like, all right. <laughs> that's, some, that's some slick question game performance right there. You're he certainly got it nailed <laughs> he learns down. It. He learns do you, it. Do you guys ever find he learned it, it from you? Especially with you, Alex. Do you ever find anything in your house that you, you had hidden or that Liam maybe hid from you that you discover? Secrets? Um, Secret candy. No. You know <laughs> what's right? funny is... is what? I don't find stuff that anybody else has hidden, but I find stuff that I have hidden. Uh, what do you hide? From yourself? <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't really... <laughs> it's kind of like... Is it alcohol? No. Do we need to stage an intervention? It's it's the smoking stuff, right? So what I'll oh, do is I'll buy, I'll buy... It's legal little, now. You're good. I know. I'll buy a little cannabis, and then I'll hide some of it so that I have some for later. And then and you'll smoke so much that you forget where you hid it. Well, I don't and even then... have to smoke it because months later, I'm like... <laughs> Oh, oh, what's this? There's like a, a wrapper at the bottom of this toolbox. Uh, oh my god, there's a, there's a bunch oh, of it's weed like in here. Toolbox weed. Yeah, or like for when you're I, doing like heavy I, duty this, house repairs, and you that's need where to I found do. it last. This sounds like you know? like long grown <laughs> habits that like are hard to break. I'm imagining that's right. after a that's while, right. just like this needs to be stashed somewhere or else. <laughs> you know what's gonna happen? You know your son's gonna be 18 years gonna old. Say, you're gonna, gonna open gonna a toolbox and yeah. <gasps> oh, Liam is is smoking. You get in here right now. And then halfway through the argument, it's gonna be like, but Dad, I never. You go to your room, Dad. That's 25. Wait a minute. This yeah. is mine. <laughs> uh, this is oh, mine from right. last week. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. He smokes my brand. I hide stuff on myself too, like su- like supplies. <laughs> supplies it makes supplies. it sound like what kind of supplies? Do like you, have? you know, like, you know water and dr- no, but like toilet paper and stuff. Like you know, because here's the thing. No wonder it's so no one... fucking hard to find anything around this house. <laughs> no, because no, there's a culture of hiding. Is what's going on yeah. here? There's... So, but no, no, because no one wants. To be on the toilet yeah. to find you're out of toilet paper. So what I'll do is I'll like stash one <laughs> at the way, way back, right? Because what happens is inevitably there'll be a point in the future where I'm like, oh my God, what? And then I'm like clawing and trying to find something. And then I'll go, oh, thank God I did this. And I'll find it. And I absolutely have done that multiple and times. I, I could just picture our Harlan def- running around the house. Poop hanging out of his butt, and he's like, yeah. "I knew I hid the paper towel here or the toilet paper yeah. here somewhere." Yeah. I'm, def- I'm definitely in that. Like, well, I'll just, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll need that. I'll just buy one every time, and then it'll be yeah. like build up and, and be like, it. "Oh, you, you know, got seventeen sticks you, of deodorant." Like, Where the hell I got to find a space for it? Just because it's, you know, yeah, lots of yeah. deodorant. Just because I use it, it's gonna definitely get used. What's, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I don't need one, but just in case, I should have an extra. Yeah. Oh, definitely like that with like diapers for Henry or, or paper towel. Mm. You know, every time he's like, well, we'll get paper towel. Everyone needs paper towel. And then you get like 17 rolls of paper towel. Harlan squirrels like empty jam jars around the place too. <laughs> oh, listen, you never know when you're going <laughs> to need a jam jar. You never know when you're going to need a jam jar. You guys need a jar. see that fucking meme where it's Bilbo Baggins and he's like, after all, why shouldn't I keep it? But he's <laughs> looking at a jar. That's Harlan. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Definitely with my jars. What about Justin? Do you hide anything, Justin? Yeah, Justin. Or do you uh, find hidden things? Do you find shit that your roommate hides? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean... <laughs> I'm normal. It's a, yeah, there it's not no normal to, for things to be uh, hidden around. You know, I don't I mean? hide things. I lose things. It's not like Harlan and Joe's household. Mm. What do you lose? Glasses, camping equipment. <laughs> it's just, it, it all disappears. Because we, we've got a lot of, especially camping equipment. We've got, uh, between Sean and I, mostly Sean, yeah. 99% Sean, 1% me. Between Sean and me, <laughs> we have... <laughs> I have a pot. A lot of camping gear. <laughs> but I lose that pot yeah. every day. So mine gets uh, swept up in his stuff, and uh, I don't know where a lot of it is. But yeah. uh, definitely not You'll intentionally hiding it. No. Have no. Have none of you hidden money on yourself, though? Yes. That's a good thinking. I that's the other to. one I've done. Because... I've definitely hid money on myself. Whenever I put yeah. a, a winter coat away, I used to leave a bill in the pocket. Yeah. So that when good. you pull it out the next season, you got you're a bill. like, oh. That's why I go bucks. through all your coats. Shut up. You, don't. <laughs> you do now. You know what? Though? I mean, uh, there have been times, though, where I'm like, oh, I pull out a book and there's like $100 like stuffed yep. into it. I'm like, you put money in Whoa. books? Absolutely. You know I do. I got two, literally Those two books, books with money in them. Or I like come home from making a deposit about this or that, and I'm like a serious stack of cash. Or maybe yeah. going on a trip or something. You come back with like a stack of cash. Yeah, you just put right. it away. So yeah. Alex, what's your address so that people who want to find a bunch of weed and yeah. money can just? Yeah. Like, <laughs> five, I mean, it does sound like a cool house to go through, right? Like Quebec just to like Avenue. check out all the nooks and crannies of just well, while you were and, there. You know what? Maybe that's part of it because <laughs> I I do think maybe this is a family family thing because I remember like yeah, being at Grandpa's house. Or something, you know, and like opening drawers, and you see there's little things stashed in there where they're just—it's just like secrets upon secrets upon oh, secrets yeah. of like yeah. you open a random box and it's just filled with guns, and you're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> My grandfather was a locksmith, and cool. when he passed away, I got this cool like lock box, and I, I like teenage me like put all my treasures in there, whatever that was. But then cool. I lost the key and moved this box around with me for like. 
20 years until Whoa. a friend of mine recently, I got, maybe recently, like a year ago, I got them to pick the lock for me because she's pretty wow. handy with that kind of stuff. And it was like all of this weird, like, oh, here's a cool ring that looks like a lion. And here's a bunch of shiny rocks. And here's like some dice. <laughs> and here's a letter opener that looks like a dagger. And it was just you like. You were a magpie. It was definitely all of those like, oh, these are definitely things 13-year-old me thought were so That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I still have stuff like that. And I still think they're cool. Oh, I, do, I have a I box. I do, too. I just now That's have like, this time capsule moment of like, yeah. oh, yeah, so I forgot. Great. About this stuff. I want to do that. Bury a time. Did you capsule. cry? I probably would have cried if I got. It was to a go pretty cool something. moment. I there was a. It was a little bit delayed because I'd I'd left it with them, and so I got a bunch of pictures of it before like the actual unveiling oh. and getting uh, to hold all the stuff at the same time. It ruined it. You know, yeah. couldn't quite be that. Same I think moment. squirreling That's away awesome. is a very human. Squirrels call it humaning away. We should play some Dungeons and Dragons. You want to play some Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. Do you guys want to find some treasures? Yeah. Maybe. Yes, Maybe this please. episode will have some treasures. I, I would love can't promise. No the real treasure is the adventure we had along the way. Aww. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I get his share. Uh, I'm taking your inspiration away. <laughs> oh. So. The heat of battle subsides, and the rush of wind from the elementals settles, and we are all standing in this great hall in the tower in the canyon. Zolkin is shocked. He lays Kella's burned-out body down on the floor and then sits back heavily, leaning on his hands, just kind of staring vacantly into space. I was, I was waiting for her in Yarder. I thought I might run into her there on the docks one day, a new recruit for the hand or something. We had a habit of crossing paths. I was assumed things would turn out differently for me and her. Stupid me. Stupid her. You fell in with the wrong crowd again, darling. And Red, who's standing right next to Zolkin, just puts a hand on his shoulder and and says, Well, thank you. When push came to shove, you really showed your mettle. We appreciate that so tremendously. It, it was nothing. He stands up and sort of brushes himself off. Well, we're in this together right now, right? I think at that point, Doran kind of comes striding across the room, sheathing his axe and, and dusting his hands off on one another. You know what? That did take a lot of guts there, Zolkin. I'm sorry that you, uh, you know, she may not have been uh, your, your best friend or, she, you know, but it's tough losing somebody you know. Well, don't give me too much credit. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, No, so we broke into this room. We didn't really look around. Um, Are there any other doors off this main room? What does it look like again now in this shambled state? I will remind you, yes. So this great hall spans the eastern half of this tower. Um, There are also some broken down stone walls that indicate there were a couple of rooms to the south Mm. that are now sort of part of this one large room. There are some mounted heads of griffins, wyverns, owlbears, manticores decorating. Mm. Uh, A few of them still hang from their places 
around the room looking down over this great hall. There's a partially burned and covered in grease a feasting table that occupies the majority of the eastern side of the room. And of course, there's a spiral staircase that pierces through the middle of this tower, which you ascended to attain this height. There are two more rooms here that you have not investigated, just to the north and northwest. Well, I suppose the first thing we do is loot the bodies and see if Navan and his team have anything of value. Mm. Not a bad choice. Doran kind of walks around the room, and as he's walking by Rob, or as he's walking by Jack... John? <laughs> hey, Jeff? He says, uh, Wow, you were tossed down the stairs there a few times. You're, you're doing all right. That, that stone skin seems to have... Uh, Protected you pretty well. Well, I got in my steps for the day. <laughs> Jack's kind of still head ringing, climbing, climbing off his ass on the ground, trying to to get his bearings. Just sort of looking around. Yeah, thanks for looking in on me. It's a, it's a pretty good trick, I'd say. Kraloth is is collecting bodies and bringing them all next to one another. Um, as Red is going through the pockets, do you find anything there, Red? Red, you find that each of the air cultists has a belt pouch that contains some gold and platinum pieces. Once you go through all six pouches, you find 112 gold and 44 platinum. The body of Navan has a gold signet ring on his hand. Hmm. And the other wizard, she's got a silver necklace on with a sapphire pendant. And I think... Red removes the gold signet ring and just goes, Jack, heads up, tosses it. He definitely catches it, fumbles a little bit. I think it's one of those it flies through the air and it's, you know, just bouncing from one hand to the other till he finally gets it right before (laughs) it goes down the stairs with him almost tumbling down behind it. (laughs) Doran grabs your chest and pulls you back. (laughs) Manages to get a good look at the the face of the signet ring just to, to see, do I recognize what it signifies or... You don't recognize the inscription, though it's very curious to you. It is an inverted triangle with a V on the top. It's it's kind of an abstract rune. Hmm. Jack would appraise it to be worth about 200 gold pieces to the right buyer. And is the silver necklace worth anything? This one is probably just decorative. It doesn't have any sort of inscription That's kind of what I thought, and Red tucks it away. Do I know roughly how much it'd be worth? Yeah, it's about 250 gold. All right. Do they have any of those masks? Ooh, yes. So a couple of them had been wearing their helmets Mm. when they were fighting you. Some of the other helmets are actually on top of the table where they had been removed, probably when they were speaking with each other. Um, They pulled them off. So altogether, you account for one helmet for each person you slayed. Mm. Nice. Good thinking, Kraloth. And I take the helmets off as well and put them in the bag of holding. Mm-hmm. We'll need these for the griffins if we want to take them back to Yada. Might be an easier way than taking the boat. The vultures? What'll I say? Griffins. Whatever. That's okay. It's one of those <laughs> up there. It's right in front of you. I can see how you get confused. What, that vulture on the wall? And I point to the griffin head. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's a griffin. You can you can see because the... Jack, that's the a wyvern. We fought one, that grudge. No, no, no. The, the wyverns are the... No, no, no. The one's downstairs. Doesn't matter. It's okay. Anyway, I figured we could take them back to Yadda if we wanted to. <clears throat> Kraloth clears his throat, and uh, he's got an old sheet that had been covering some uh, crates in the corner, and he flaps it out and then lays it across the line of bodies uh, that have been placed there. And... Uh, He turns to Zolkan and says, a moment of peace for the lost ones. Of course. Zolkan nods at you, Kraloth. 
If you don't mind, I think I'd like to take Kella's body down to the river. Oh, of, of course. That's preferable to me, actually. Would you like some help? He shakes his head and lifts up her charred corpse and sort of like fireman Carrie like slings her over his shoulder. And he's like, uh, well, don't do much looting without me, but uh, I'll be back. And he starts to take the stairs down. May she rest well, Zolkum. As this is all happening, Doran's kind of wandering around, and maybe he's reached the the door to one of the rooms, let's say the north room, and he kind of puts his ear up to the door, just kind of like inquisitive about what might be behind it. Does he hear anything? Mm. No, we don't hear anything. Don't come in. Yeah, you hear a goblin going like, <laughs> no one's here. <laughs> yeah, once dolkin has gone, Jack might sort of walk back into the room and, and say kind of thoughtfully, you know, poor guy, I feel kind of bad for him. Do you think somebody set him up? I don't think he expected to see Kella here, but what are the odds? I don't know. It definitely didn't sound like it. Well, he said he came to Yara to try to search for her because of that hand, that old female uh, assassin's guild or whatever they're called. Yeah, but how did he get the map to here? Well, he said he pilfered it off of someone. Mm. Put it this way. By the way, he looked surprised when he walked in the door. I don't think he was expecting to see her. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I expected him to have expected to see her, right? Like I thought, and, and maybe that's shame on me. I... I didn't expect him to to be so surprised. And Jack, you did bad. <laughs> you, we should have thought. No, just, I, I agree. I thought the same thing. <laughs> uh, no, I thought the same thing. I'm surprised at what Zolkin did, but I'm glad. And uh, I don't know. Maybe we can ask him more on the way back. And I think at this moment, Doran, having listened to the door, not hearing anything, he opens it, or at least tries the handle. Mm-hmm. It's unlocked. And so he swings the door inward. Slowly peering into the room. No, it swings out. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, so he so swings the door. He swings over. the door in with much he force. Forces Doran it. kicks the door in, and that's <laughs> one thing we know: doors don't go out around Doran. You break the hinges. Uh, <laughs> this chamber contains the shattered and moldering remains of two beds, two chests, a defaced tapestry, and a fireplace. Mm. All of them are moldering with. Uh, disrepair and also it's filled with a shallow pool of murky water gross and it's at this point when doran leans in and smells the water mm-hmm. and then dips his fingers in and He's tastes dying, the water dying to taste this water finally mm. i got to do it <laughs> <laughs> inspiration <laughs> <laughs> it tastes gross Last time I did it, I got a spell. Oh, Maybe well. this time it'll give me Oh, that's, Easter that's egg terrible. unlocked. Whatever was on the floor here. Achievement unlocked. Achievement unlocked. Do the impossible. Gross weirdo achievement. No, you taste the weird water. It doesn't taste like anything except for like old stone. Oh, let me get real descriptive about this. Doran, you taste this gross weird water and it reminds you of being underground. It reminds you of water that's sit on old stone for too long. It's stale and unpleasant. And a little bit of poop in it. There's oh. maybe some mm. old vulture poop. This tastes old like griffin poop. Wyvern droppings? The base level of a <laughs> goblin stronghold. Descriptive. And then after opening that door and tasting the water, Doran walks down to the south door and opens that Let's door. Let's see if there's more I think water Red goes I to help taste. him because he wants to see Doran drink water again. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. 
This room is very similar to the previous room in terms of furnishings. It's relatively untouched, but there are a couple of holes in the stone wall, about two feet in diameter, and the wind whistles through them. Doran walks in and peers out the hole in the wall. Your little dwarf face uh, just sits neatly inside one of the holes and... Boom. Soren, as you look out the window, you notice it's starting to get dark out. It's starting to get dark out. Kraloth, you put a sheet over these bodies. Are you just going to leave them here for now? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Kraloth's tendency when it comes to dealing with humans is to torch it. But he's not in Barovia anymore. And uh, there have been several times where he didn't torch the bodies because the chances of them turning aren't as likely as in Barovia. So it's uncomfortable for him, but he he settles the tarp on top of them and then he's fine with that and mutters a prayer to Kelimvor. I wonder if there isn't a bit of a rhythm to to this like we've we've done before where after after Kraloth has looked at, at the corpses and put the sheet over them, Jack might sort of come over and and give like the team corpse inspector kind of nod and be like, we, should we go dig some graves? Yeah, I suppose so. Let Red and Doran take care of the looting. You're less team corpse inspectors and more team corpse management. (laughs) It's all part of the job. So maybe the two of you take the corpses downstairs to dig some graves. I feel like Red looks out the window and he says, you know, you could bring them all the way downstairs or you could just... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no! I mean... Smash cut them. It would be quicker since they're dead and you're just going down anyway. I mean, Kella was talking about throwing you guys off the roof of this place. And they're all like falling into the pit that he's so, dug like oh it's God. perfect from a distance of 30 feet away and lower them in a grave down. from 30 feet above I love the idea too that lower it's like them. arrow slits <laughs> and like red and Kraloth are like trying to shove Heave. them through a little bit you know like the reference like squeezing squeezing the bodies through and being like come on <laughs> the reverence for the these dead bodies is just yeah, very Kraloth is not a fan yeah. of this idea he just shakes his head and say the dead must be respected no even if they were our enemies. Ah, of course, I respect the dead too, Red says, as he's picking the hairs out of the helmet that he took. There, There is maybe on the walk down the stairs. Ew, you ew, know, Kraloth, ew. they were air cultists. I wonder if being thrown out a window is more befitting for them. <laughs> <laughs> one last journey. And especially because so Jack true. is the one carrying them with you. He's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Red did have a point. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm not a religious, you know, I don't quite Didn't know Didn't think the they were that heavy. We're almost Glish. there, Jack. Come on. I got it. No, I, I wasn't complaining. I just wanted to put all the options on the table. Hey, Doran, maybe we should check upstairs then while they're doing that. Check upstairs further? Well, I mean, this is a tower. We're only on level, what, two? Oh, I thought we... Oh, I didn't even look up. The staircase does continue up. I did not realize that. I thought that we were at the top. Red heads up uh, to the next floor. Well, then, yeah, let's go. The spiral staircase continues up above you. I should make that clear. However, on this landing, there are four doors, one leading off to the northeast, southeast, southwest, and northwest. Hey, Doran, pick a number. Um, That one. And Red opens the door. <laughs> Red, as you open the door, I want you to make a constitution saving throw. Ooh, Absolutely. traps, 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 traps. Ooh, 17. Nicely done. Oh, good constitution. Right. Eight poison damage. Oof. As this door handle sticks a needle into the flesh of your palm Ooh. as you turn it. <laughs> 
Darn it! Ow! Hey. And I turn around and like I got a little blood on my palm. I'm like, oh, God. I just got stuck with a a poison needle. Oh, here, let me see that. And Doran grabs your hand and starts sucking the poison out of the It's all right. It's no worse than the berries. Um, Doran, make a constitution saving throw as you ingest this poison. It's a dwarven rite of passage. Uh, 27. Nice. Holy shit. Okay, Doran, so you succeed on your saving throw, so you're going to take one quarter of this damage. Uh, oof. 200. Five damage. I love the idea that maybe, like, Zolkin comes back up while Doran is sucking my palm, and Red is like, ow, ow, and Doran's like, I got it. Oh, hey, Zolkin. I got, I got a little prick on me. Not that little. Zolkin's like, uh, is everything okay here? Yeah, we're just checking stuff out. Poison pricks, you know? Jack and watch out. Kraloth will be back in a second, so we're just scouting ahead. You open the door, this lately trapped door, to reveal a larger chamber than the one on the floor below. It contains the remains of ancient furniture, some articles of which are surprisingly well-preserved. Some appear to have borne the aggression of some creature long ago and are shattered to pieces. Whoa. Anything of any particular value? Yeah, it's possible. You you see two different beds. It seems like there are kind of two rooms here that are like smushed into one that could have been divided at one point by like a tapestry or curtain. So there's two wardrobes, two chests, two beds. I think Red eyes the room with his observant trait, mm. giving his passive perception a natural 20 mm-hmm. and just sort of sees if he can eye any details yeah just rummage through drawers and yeah we rummage that's what we do best red concealed in the drawer of a desk you find a gold and ivory tube that extends itself in your hands into a spyglass oh cool it's etched with a flying quail and pointed leaves you also find a leather-bound book with a silver clasp and a locket Doran, you know what this is? And I hold up the spyglass to Doran. Um, no. What is it? I think it makes things really, really small. And he puts it backwards and he like looks at Doran. See, now you're like tiny. Look. And I give it to Doran the opposite way as well. (laughs) Holy moly, you are way out there. Um, Yeah. How did you move so fast? I'm guessing that this is to trick opponents to think that they're not as big as they are. It's perfect for giants. Uh (laughs) Jack's going to love this. I like the way you think. That's got to be it. Yeah. That's for sure it, yes. And then uh, accidentally they look through it the other way. Oh, wow, it makes things big too. It's a cool secondary benefit, but It's all blurry. I can't see anything. And after he gives the um, spyglass to Doran, Red just flips through the book. Yeah, unfortunately, the paper is so aged that it sticks to itself. It's illegible. Jack will probably like it anyway, and I put it away. And then the locket, is there any insignia or image in it? Yeah, you open it up. Of course. Make a con... No, just kidding. Fuck. Darren, <laughs> <laughs> I need you to suck me it's again. A poison locket. No, you find a tiny illustration of a human woman inside. Oh, and I think for a weird moment, as Red is in the room alone, he just has this like a little bit of heartbreak. Maybe she, maybe she is reminiscent of B or something. You know, maybe her eyes are just mm-hmm. a little more soul filled than he expected. But there's this odd moment of humanity that washes over Red as he sort of stares at this little locket. Mm. Maybe it's interrupted by Kraloth and Jack coming back up. Yeah, Zolkin comes in and he's like, 
So, uh, how much do you figure that'll be worth, Red? <gasps> oh, uh, I, uh, I don't know. This one might not be worth very much. And he kind of tucks it into his own personal little pocket. Zolkin's like, we are keeping a tally, right, gentlemen? Ah, of course we're keeping a tally, Zolkin. Don't worry, we're not going to stiff you. You sided with us, bud. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I slap him on the back and I say, you earned at least one-sixth or whatever you wanted. Zolkin's like counting on his fingers. Like, <laughs> one, two, three. Um, Doran, as you continue to explore these upper chambers, you find that most of them look all the same, kind of a replica of this first room, essentially. Okay. Except for the room, again, above that which you found the uh, pool of water in. You find mm. that this room was overgrown with mold. Ah. Uh, thanks to some water lying stagnant on the floor, the <laughs> greenish-gray mold covers everything in this room in a matte, fuzzy coating. And there are a few more holes in the stone wall that show the light, again, is mm. fading more and night draws on outside. Knew it! Mold! <laughs> <laughs> Doran does enter the room. And in fact, he touches the mold. Good. Great. That's it. Okay. You touch that mold. Roll a mold check. Roll roll in it. Get it all over your body. Fucking weird dwarf. Well, there's a bunch of mold in there. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'm guessing probably time-wise, Kraloth and... Yep. So Kraloth and Jack are done with their corpse dealings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Graves were dug with magic. Bodies laid to rest, I'm sure. Yep. Kalimvor is satisfied. With how we did that. Thank you for your help. We can supercut all the people we've had to bury in this campaign. I know. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> and it's Absolutely. just a, just all of the sound of bodies being dropped into graves, just yeah. thwomp, thwomp, thwomp. <laughs> <laughs> Before we buried the wizardy lady, I I wrote down that she had a flute last time. Is it possible Jack could have picked up the flute that was on this wizard and is sort of keeping it with him. Unfortunately, as your hand grazes this flute uh, inquisitively, you don't detect any of the familiar buzz of magic. This seems to be a mundane flute, but it is beautifully wrought. I think that's that's almost Jack's almost relieved that it's mundane. <sighs> I think there's a part of him that's looking for like a new a new outlet and there he's sort of been thinking about what if I tried to learn music? That might be a a thing. So I think he's he's almost like, oh, sh- great. This isn't mm. magical. This isn't treasure. It's just a nice instrument. It's and so he's got nice that flute. sort of tucked away in his backpack. Mm-hmm. And Jack, as you ascend these stairs back maybe into the Great Hall to see where your friends have gotten up to, you recognize that like the touches on these furnishings, destroyed as they may be, definitely reminiscent of Waterdavian style. Mm-hmm. Some of them. Maybe like the placards behind the uh, taxidermied heads are reminiscent of some of like the coats of arms that maybe could have been part of noble families from hundreds of years ago. Like this tower essentially was certainly Waterdavian in make initially. It should be put in a museum. This whole tower? Just It's not beyond the realm of possibility when red sees jack he's like oh i got something for you and he reaches into his bag and gives him the tattered diary assuming it's a diary because it looked handwritten and he says ah this is not legible to me but maybe you'll like it and uh, also i gave doran a uh, cool glass that lets you see things really tiny which you might like to have a look at a microscope yeah awesome yeah, Jack gingerly takes the book and just sort of gives it this like, oh, it looks pretty beat up. wonder what's in here. But maybe sets it aside to examine thoroughly later. Who doesn't love a good puzzle project? <laughs> book restoration on the campfire. That seems right up his alley. <laughs> For sure. 
So the stairway still goes up from this third floor. Doran is peering out one of these holes with the spyglass and realizing now exactly what it is. And playing it off, he comes back in to the staircase and he's about to head up. He says, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know that thing that you see really small with? Well, I mean, come on. You, you're just joking, right? Because it, it lets you see really far. Yeah, of course I'm joking. I know what a thing is. Yeah, <laughs> I was joking too. What do you think? I'm an idiot. Are we both exchanging. Uh, no, it's plans. cool. Uh, I, I, I really yeah. like it. It's really cool. Here, Jack. And he passes it to Jack. Well, show it no, to no, Jack do- first. Hold, hold on. Uh, Doran, I bet you've never, I mean, Dwarves, of course you wouldn't. Why would you ever have any, like, there's just this whole moment of like, of course Doran would have no idea what yeah. this is. Dwarves live underground. Mm-hmm. There isn't a lot of like, no, no, no. Let's get up to the top of this tower, Doran. You can do some really cool cartography with this thing. Oh, really? This is one of the primo cartographer tools out there. Maybe with that being said, Doran kind of clutches it and dashes up the stairs. I do love this, like, ready to offer it. And then yeah, like, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah. Wait, this is cool? And like like a kid, he brings it back in and, and immediately <laughs> charges up the stairs, thinking that, you know, there's going to be a point of this tower that he can just look out for for miles. In my own head canon, you know, like Red is the scout. And logically, I think this would be a useful tool. But in my head canon, he shoots at 700 feet plus without disadvantage. So even though it's not mechanically that he has like zoomed in eyesight, I think he has absolutely fantastic eyesight from an amazing distance, which is also one of the reasons why I don't think Red would have ever used this because I kind of right. feel like that's almost like a tabaxi hunter trait. You know, right. it's something that they do and have. So. so you didn't even think about using a thing that helps augment your no. eyesight. I, I genuinely think that... sees that far already. Exactly. I genuinely think this is something that Red and Doran wouldn't have experienced before. Yeah, maybe on the ship over, but even so, it would have been like for a few minutes. Maybe it's like Red looks out and he sees like you know, this vast valley and cliffs and like, he's just seeing so, so far and he holds the, th- the spyglass up and it doesn't it's change. It's the same. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> yeah, exactly. the exact same it's distance yeah. or somehow. Yeah. No, it's like just a, a tiny bit bigger. It's like, yeah. ah, cool. It's a little bit bigger. Anyway. Anyway, and I head upstairs too. Mm-hmm. At the apex of the tower, the stairs terminate at a round gazebo that continues upward in a minaret. Beyond this enclosure, a dry planted rooftop is crusted in snow. Four paths paved with white stones peek through the frost, pointing in the cardinal directions, each path ending in a pointed stone crenellation. The sun has set. The canyon carves a dark line to the east and west of your position, and the first stars glitter in the deepening sky. Look up there, Doran. You can, I bet, so look how clearly you can see the stars and the, the moons around Saloon there. The top of this tower is essentially in line with the top of the canyon. Right. So the tower is entirely hidden, but given that you are suspended over the space of this empty canyon, you and a flying animal would have space to throw themselves into the void and gain purchase in the air. Wow. Makes total sense why the cult of Yansi Bin would, would seek it out as a fort so many years later, you know? So cool. What a cool slice of history. No, no, what am I looking at? Yeah, a star. Oh, a star. Look, right. look up at the, at the moon there at Saloon. You can see, look at how clear the craters are going to be. Wow. Up here, Red is just going to, you know, do a search. I think he's going to sort of go back through this floor and the floor below and just see if we missed anything. With that treasure chest being buried in the planter. I'm sort of interested if there's any other loot stashed away. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because it seemed odd. Like candy. 
Yeah, like secret candy. <laughs> secret candy. <laughs> and I guess what Doran's thinking is, what the hell is with this mold? Where is the mold from? Mm. I know that you have a natural 20, essentially, on your perception. Yeah. So you don't find anything through your thorough searching of the rest of the rooms in this tower until you get down to the stables. Oh. Because, Red, you came down here briefly, but you did not peek into each and every one of these stalls. I think you interacted with one of the giant vultures, and Kraloth did a lot of the extra searches. Yeah. I'll I'll poke ahead into each of them. You do so. Look at these pretty griffins. I love this tower. Like, the whole concept is just kind of neat. Hidden underneath a substantial pile of ancient straw and kind of in between some animal droppings you do see the glimmer of the side of a chest kind of poking out nice yeah red's just sort of he's at the bottom of his search now kind of giving up he's just like ah he's poking in each one and he kind of sees this odd looking pile and he's like well, why would a pile be so large in a stall i mean there's there's piles out here in the hallway and he just kind of walks in and like i feel like he kicks it a bit with his foot and feels that like thunk of a chest mm-hmm. oh and he uncovers it yeah you you find a substantial feeling like a, a heavy feeling a wooden chest that's bound with iron. Mm. Ah, fool me once, he says, and he uh, is going to check for traps. <laughs> this is not trapped, but it is locked. Mm. Uh, I'll probably go get Zorkin. Yeah, like, cool. Zorkin, I need your help. He comes down. He's happy to help you out. And I and I think while we have that moment, he's just like, and I am really sorry about Keller. I know we give you a hard time because, well, frankly, it's funny and you're kind of a douchebag at times. But, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, we are glad you're on our side, and I see some good in you. Uh, I think you have a bigger part of this story in you yet. Well, Red, I appreciate your sentiments. Uh, we'll see, I suppose. Well, who are you calling a wussy, Red says, and puts his fists up. What I mean to say <laughs> is, honestly, Red, and he's like bent over the lock here, getting his tools ready, inserting them into the hole, and sort of fiddling around. I'm not really sure where I'm going to be going next. I... I don't think I'm back to Yarder. And if you guys don't mind, maybe when morning rolls around and I don't have to worry about any manticores picking me off in the night, I wouldn't mind taking a vulture myself and seeing where it takes me. Hey, you've earned it. But I want you to trust yourself. And I kneel down next to him for a second and just say, Zolkin, I, I really do mean I think you have more in you. You you don't have to live this life. I, You could lead people. You could be in... <sighs> charge of maybe a party like ours maybe a group of people that need help you you have it within you to help in a meaningful way you should consider that with a click of the lock he turns to you with a smile and he says red i don't think there's ever been quite a party like you guys anyway let's uh let's take a look what do we got here rubs his hands together inside of this lock box you find a Large brass mug with jade inlay all along the top of it. Mm. It's heavy. Looks like maybe something that Doran would uh, be seen drinking out of one of his fest halls of his youth. You also find a 
leather pouch that feels full of something, as well as a small pile of gold pieces. Mm. Dibs, Zulkin. Dibs. <laughs> Zulkin's like, well, we are splitting the loot. This yeah, is but the you whole don't thing. understand how dibs works. I'll explain it to you when we go back upstairs. And Red scoops up all the loot and starts walking upstairs. So you've got 750 gold here. Wow. Yeah. So substantial finding. You also, well, we'll let Jack appraise the mug. Mm-hmm. What makes them happy? I- Inside of the leather pouch, you find six bloodstone. Whoa, that sounds cool. These are dark gray rocks with red flecks in them. <gasps> red loves that. As he's like walking upstairs, he just pulls them out and he's like, what the hell are these? This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I gotta ask Doran about this. And heading back upstairs, he hands the um, jade mug to Jack and says, here, check this out, but Doran! And he runs over to Doran. Mm. What the hell are these stones? Doran, uh, how familiar are you with gems? Oh, well, I'll I'll take a look. You never know. Uh, That's a 15. Hey! Hey! You know that bloodstones are fairly valuable. Ones like this will probably fetch about 50 gold pieces each if you can pry them from Red's hands. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you know that certain dwarves like to use them in jewelry because they are said to heighten intuition and creativity. So people who are like artsy fartsy kind of like these these stones because they're erudite dwarves <laughs> yeah they're said to be like channelers of creative spirits hey these are bloodstones very interesting stuff here red i knew a couple growing up that they would carry these around with them while doing their blacksmithing it helped influence and, and inspire their work and let me tell you i mean i do some beautiful stuff but you know i never really was a believer of these bloodstones but you know I, now that i see them up close would you want to give me one of these I, I, yeah, I think we should all keep one unless you want to sell it. I don't care. No, no. Yeah, and uh, yeah, give one to Doran, keep one for myself, and cool. I can just sell them if anybody doesn't want them. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll definitely take one of those. You say it enhances creativity. Maybe this will uh, maybe this will help me in the kitchen. <laughs> uh, you're creative enough. If anything, you could use a little less. <laughs> Red taps his belly and burps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're you're perfect. I was just trying to add flavor. <laughs> just like you do in the kitchen. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we found a mug. There you go, Jack. Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah, a mug. I'm good at these. Uh, <laughs> I, what is it? What are we looking at? This is certainly an art piece that is more than 100 years old. This is probably made by the artisan Michos Caldwelli of the Stormbreath Caldwellies. The Caldwellies. <laughs> Hello, we are the Caldwellies. Yeah, they're, they're Italian. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Uh, done in the dwarven style, but not by dwarven hands. You realize? Oh, oh, interesting. Ooh, so admirers. The mm-hmm. where where are the Stormbreath Caldwellies from? Hailing largely from Mirabar. Are they dragonborn? Yes. Cool. I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling pretty tired. I have about eleven hit points left. Um, oh no! I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Red, if you go down to zero, I'll heal you then, because then it'll be maximum efficiency. I just need a good night's sleep. I'm wondering if we can throw off the tent and maybe camp, I don't know, up here, under the night sky. could be kind of fun. Yeah, I'm up for that. It is quite beautiful tonight. That sounds like a nice idea. Mm. Especially if we have the tent up. And you can do that as a ritual, right? So you don't have to worry about your zero spell slots? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not too worried. I'm, I'm like almost out of gas, but I've got just enough time to do that. 
put this beautiful white dome on top of the tower. It sort of blends in with the snow that was up here before, just barely cresting over the edge of the the landscape. And, uh, you know, inside the snow melts, it becomes like a really lovely warm temperature, perfect for sleeping in on a crisp night under the stars and the moon. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. And I think Red rolls out his bedroll and, and climbs into his bed. And with his back to the others, he pulls out that locket again and just looks at the young woman in the photo and sort of just stares at her longingly, a little sad and 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 a little curious, and then tries to fall asleep. I like that. Uh, as you're all lying around this campfire... Sort of thinking your own thoughts, Zolkin speaks up. It's uh, it's a gambling chip, that coin, by the way. Oh. Red wakes right back up and rolls over, still lying down, but looking. I feel like Doran kind of turns over and he listens into this as well. From a ship called the Grand Dame. It's a, it's a private riverboat that docks in Yarder every morning and departs at dusk each night. I've seen it. Working on the docks enough to know that that's its schedule every day, no matter what. Hmm. Where does it go? Oh, Why would it ship along to a river? Let's all ask at the same time. Everyone yeah. at once, please. <laughs> Where does it go? That I don't know, Doran. Only its crew and the wealthiest patrons in Yarder seem to be allowed aboard. Invitation only, chap. And uh, I've never been invited on. Not myself. Well, w- what about this coin? You... Uh, We've got this coin. Would that be enough to uh, get us on board? I doubt it very much. And I find it hard to believe that you have with yourselves an original. Those chips are not allowed to leave the boat. It's only a sleight of hand that would see one inland. Maybe some thief such as myself or a, a daring noble perhaps brought one back as a souvenir. Yeah, it was pretty well protected when we found it. I don't think people would go through that level of effort for a forgery I'd be pretty confident in its authenticity. So, I don't understand. Uh, people get on this uh, with these chips, and uh, we're missing something. Well, what are the chips for? It's a gambling boat, of course. So, here's what I do know. The boat is owned by one Casper Dryland. He's uh, an extravagant yarder noble, nose in the air. Political aspirations is what I've heard. Mm. And he invites... Uh, those other nobles aboard that he wants to impress or maybe convince, I don't know, the workings of people with money. Jack would know better than I. Ironic that Dryland goes on the river. <laughs> That's good, actually. It's how they get you. Want you to underestimate them. That's right. Mm. I'm afraid I don't know much more, but but that's your coin, and, and, and that's what you need to know. Is there a denomination on the coin? Duck. No, it's just, just a, a goose. goose. <laughs> we have one... <laughs> goose and it's wooden why do you say it's not an original just because they're difficult to come off yeah well i mean i've seen my share of forgeries of different kinds of currency i wouldn't be surprised but then again who knows maybe it is original well yeah and i reach and i give it to him because he never actually saw the original he turns it over in his hands and gives a low whistle (whistles) well it looks good i mean i would are you guys gonna break onto this boat because i want in yeah, probably. And Red takes the coin back. I mean, <laughs> if we're going to break on anything, why not a boat? It seems cool. It might be a good distraction from all this. Maybe well, not until we know a little bit more about why we would need to go on the boat. But ultimately, uh, this coin has larger implications to 
the mission we're on. I say with wide eyes towards the other three. Implications. And Doran kind of turns onto his back and stares up at the sky, going quiet. We found this at the Hemperat house, right? I wonder if uh, Hemperat has any connections. Might be worth asking Thallus. B and uh, Orin are back there. We could send them a letter and see if they could ask him. Yeah. Might be a little more personal than just a letter asking him. I'm, I get the sense it might be nice to just to send B and Orin a letter anyways that they could respond with. If, <laughs> if, you know, just, just for just the hell of it, we got a great going. excuse. You know, it might be, be nice well, to... Well, it's been like a day. Yeah, it's been, it's been, this will be the second night like two since days. I don't want to be needy, Jack. <laughs> they might not even be there yet. Yeah, they're probably not there yet. They, two, they two show up, go. there's like yeah. five letters waiting for them. <laughs> and a care package. Hi, how you doing? Miss you. Hope you come back soon. Bunch of Kraloth scones. <laughs> Why haven't you responded? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to bed. <laughs> Whatever. Fine. If you don't want to answer, you don't have to. I'm done with this relationship. Hey, you up? You still there? Just kidding. <laughs> uh... Yeah, it might, I mean, it might be interesting to look at the Hamperet House ledgers to see if it's clear how much they paid to get on the gambling boat or took with them or what they had to buy in just to see if there was any... Yeah. Well, we did look through all those ledgers and we couldn't make sense of them at the time. Maybe think... with the Grand Dame name, we might be able to put more together? Why not pretend like you're a Hamperat to get on the boat? Maybe they don't know the face. Well, if these coins aren't meant to come off the boat and they stole them, then maybe there wasn't a great relationship there. Look, regardless, we have a name. And I think following up on that, as well as whatever Jack might know about this Dryland fellow, might help paint a picture. Dryland, by the way, L-U-N-D. Yeah, so mine was funnier, though. I know, it is. It's very funny. I mean, we, we nobles don't all oh. know each other, Red. All those nobles look alike to you. I get it. <laughs> I see how it is to tobacco. Anyone who's not a cat. If he's got political aspirations, maybe there's uh, some sort of leverage that we as adventurers who have been all around, we know what's going on in the world, maybe there's something we can offer him. Jack goes into politics. I mean, we want to first be careful about where we throw the name Nightstone 4 around. We don't want to support the wrong people. Red says, like, without looking at Doran, he just sort of, like, his glance goes over to that direction and then back and then says... Additionally, I don't know, Zulkin might have a beat on this. He said that sneaking on might be the way to go. If this is an exclusive thing, the way that you seem it is, maybe no level of nobility connections would get us on. All I know is that when people board this boat, they're checked against a list. It's invitation only, darling. Right. Well, I like the subterfuge option personally, and I think, end of the day, if we needed to get on it, me disguising myself with my new tattoo could be pretty fun. And he uses disguised self. And I, uh, in, in front of your eyes, I like change to Zolkin. Yeah. I suddenly <laughs> look exactly like Zolkin. Zolkin's like, oh, what the fuck? That's yeah, magic. And he snaps That's his fingers. That's your once per day. Goes back. Yeah, I'm about to go to sleep. I'm fine with it. <laughs> cool. Jack's mind went immediately to like five pieces of criticism to how he could tell the two apart just to like give Red a heads up, but then like stops himself before he gives any of the notes <laughs> and be like, it's not appropriate right now. That's not what this is about. It's just First off, you're lying on Red's bed. Second off, <laughs> <laughs> I saw you. Second off, I saw you do it. I'm very smart. Did you know how smart I am? Um, but no, I think sneaking on could be really cool, but, but. We have the name. We have the information. You've held up your bargain. Maybe you could do a little bit more research on this grand dame while you're around Yada, if you're planning on staying around there. No, I don't think so. I don't think I will stay. No? You're, you're welcome to. None of us have the level of expertise in 
places that you find tend to travel. Um, it's it's a it's a hole we lack on the Nightstone. And I look around for a minute. Five. He gives you kind of a wry smile. He's like, "I'll think about it." All right, no pressure. We run into you. We run into you. But you're also welcome to travel back with us. Safer in numbers, you know. That's not wrong. Anyway, we should get some shut eye. All right, sleep on it. I'm exhausted. Same. Good night, Crayloth. Good night, Red. Good night, Doran. Good night. Doran continues to stare into the night sky. Good night, Jack. Good night, Red. Sulking. Good night, boys. <laughs> Typical Zulkin always needs the last word. Thank you once again to our wonderful Patreon supporters, Christopher Ryan Evans, Colin Burkhart, Daniel, Doug, Jessica Orit, Mari Kaneski, Katie Orit, Perrin Karisti, and Merlin. See you soon! Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.